There is a page on my website, nickkady.org, where readers can submit questions or suggest topics. Recently, I received the following question. A friend and I were talking about the event in Mark where Jesus encounters the Syrophoenician woman and the way he interacts with her, which can seem very cold or harsh. We also read but didn't focus our discussion on Matthew's account of it. My student leans toward Jesus's behavior representing a racist shading to his approach. I was wondering if you could speak into this and give any opportunity to speak about how this affects our modern lives. First of all, great question. I know many people have found this passage puzzling or even disturbing. The passage in question is found in Mark chapter 7, verses 24 through 30, and the story is also told in Matthew 15, verses 21 through 28. It involves a time when Jesus went to the region of Tyre and Sidon, which is modern-day Lebanon. During his time there, unsurprisingly, he encounters a woman who is a Gentile, a non-Jew, who appeals to him as the son of David, which is a messianic title, and she asks him to heal her daughter. Jesus initially rebuffs her request, saying that it would not be right for him to give the bread, which belongs to the children, to dogs. She pushes back, saying that dogs are willing to eat the crumbs which fall from the children's table, and Jesus is impressed by her faith and persistence, and he heals her daughter. This brings up a few issues. The first of them is the issue of the word dogs, and we'll call this section dogs and puppies. If you've ever been to developing countries, you may have noticed that there are two kinds of dogs. You have street dogs and you have pet dogs. One of the biggest challenges for me when I visit a place like Ukraine or Mexico is that I like to run for exercise, but there are sometimes street dogs who will instinctively chase after anyone or anything that is running, and so they'll chase after you. While well, street dogs are often dangerous and diseased, they present a real threat to anyone walking down the street. Pet dogs, on the other hand, are companions who can become part of a family. Right? People call them fur babies. This same distinction existed in Jesus' time. In the Middle East this time, especially because of the way that waste was disposed of in open dumps, there were packs of feral street dogs who roamed the streets and presented a very real danger to the people. On the other hand, people at that time also kept dogs as pets, like we do today, as part of their family. The Jewish people were in the habit of referring to Gentiles, who are pagan, non-Jews, as dogs, essentially referring to them as street dogs, who were diseased and dangerous and therefore to be avoided. As you can imagine, this kind of thinking would have been entrenched in the minds of Jesus' disciples, having grown up as Jews in Israel. So when Jesus refers to this woman as a dog, part of what he's doing is playing into the Jewish culture of that day, which would have been held by many of his disciples, which considered the Gentiles to be street dogs. However, instead of using the common word for dogs, Jesus uses the word for pet dogs or puppies. By doing so, think about what he's saying. He's essentially saying, yes, many people where I'm from, including some of my disciples, might consider you a diseased and dangerous street dog but I view you as a pet dog, in other words, one who can become a beloved part of the family. By saying this, Jesus was challenging the way that his disciples thought about Gentile people. They would have been looking around their entire wondering, why have we come here to these dogs, these filthy, disease-ridden people? And Jesus is saying, no, 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 these are people who can become a beloved part of my family. That brings us to the next question, which is, was Jesus ethnocentric? In Matthew's account of the story, Jesus states that he has come to the, quote, lost sheep 
of the house of Israel. Does that mean that Jesus was ethnocentric or perhaps even a Jewish nationalist? By calling this woman a pet dog, he was insinuating that she could live in the house and be part of the family. These latter two metaphors are used throughout the Bible to describe the people of God. Following the metaphor, Jesus is describing that she, as a Gentile, in other words, not part of God's covenant nation of Israel, could be brought into the house and become a member of the family. This is similar to what the Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 11, where he talks about how Gentiles have been grafted into the olive tree of God's people, which began with Israel. God's plan for salvation throughout the Bible was for the whole world. In John 3.16, Jesus makes it clear that his mission is a global mission, for God so loved the world, he says. However, God's plan for global evangelization was to work through Israel to the world. Israel was to be God's missionary people, a light to the nations. In fact, in Deuteronomy, God tells them that the purpose of the law of Moses was so that other nations could see who their God was by observing the goodness of the laws. Israel was to be a lighthouse to the nations. This is why the Psalms and the prophets talk about how the nations will rejoice and the nations will come to the Lord. The word nations is synonymous with Gentiles. However, many times Israel fell short of this, becoming ethnocentric and nationalistic and taking their chosen status as a mark of superiority over others instead of what it was meant to be, the mark of them being chosen to carry out God's work of bringing light to the Gentiles. Jesus' focus was to Israel because it was through Israel that God wanted to reach the world. He had come as the Jewish Messiah and in fulfillment of the Jewish ceremonial system as the ultimate prophet, priest, and sacrifice to fulfill all that was written in the Hebrew scriptures. After his resurrection, Jesus commissioned his disciples to preach the gospel to every creature, all the nations, and to take the gospel from Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. In the ancient world, it was common for each nation, and sometimes for each town or tribe, to have their own God. However, the God of the Bible claimed to be the God of all the world, and Jesus claimed to be the Savior of all the world. He was not just one of many ways to come to God. He was the way, the truth, and the life, and no one could come to the Father besides him. John 14, verse 6. This was considered scandalous in the Roman Empire, where their governing mentality was that anyone can believe anything they want as long as they don't claim that their God or religion is right and somebody else's is wrong. This is very much like today's Western culture, actually. Uh, But the Christians could not comply with this. The God of the Bible is not just a local deity, but the creator of the entire universe, and Jesus was the savior of the entire world. Jesus' focus on Israel was a missional strategy and calling, not a qualitative judgment on either Israel or the other nations. In fact, multiple times in the Gospels, Jesus points out how a Gentile showed more faith than those in Israel. So what does this mean for us today? There is no place for racism or ethnocentrism with God. This is not to say that you cannot or should not be a patriot or someone who loves your country. What it means is that we recognize that other nations are made up of people created in God's image who have the same intrinsic value and worth. Since they are loved by God, they should be loved by God's people as well. There is no place for any sense of superiority or disdain when we recognize that we were also, quote, 
by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind, but God made us alive together with Christ. Ephesians 2 verses 3 and 4. In Christ, we are now part of a new humanity, the family of God, in which there is no longer Jew nor Greek, and we will be part of that great multitude in heaven made up of every tribe, tongue, and nation which will worship before the throne. To be chosen by God is to be chosen to be part of his mission to bring the truth of his love and grace to the world. Thank you.